and welcome to the Actually Making a Difference podcast, the show about starting, growing, and marketing your purpose-led business. No magic wands, no false promises, just simple, straightforward, and honest advice based on decades of experience. I'm your host, Sarah Price, and you are ready to actually make a difference. Welcome to our first full episode of the Actually Making a Difference podcast, the one-stop shop you need to help you to get your impact business up, running and growing. I thought today would be a good day to start at the very beginning with a very important question. Is now even the right time to start a business? And if you're sitting there thinking, too late, Sarah, I already did it. Well, there's something in this episode for you too. Now, I'm a rebellious optimist. I'm inclined towards positivity and a sunny disposition, but even I can see that this is a good question to be asking right now. I mean, without wanting to set us all off into a spiral of despair, the world would certainly seem to be going to hell in a handcart. At the time I record this podcast, we are still coping or not with COVID, and now monkeypox is threatening. There's a war in Ukraine, the cost of living is through the roof, inflation in the UK is at a 40-year high of almost 10%, we're facing a recession and the return of stagflation when inflation is high, growth is low and unemployment is rising, which was last seen stalking our economy in the 1970s. So that's the bad news. Let's focus back on that question, shall we? Is now the right time to start a business? You see, in fact, I think there are two questions here. The first, should I start a business now? And then the second, okay, I'm going to do it. How do I do it? So let's look at should I. Should you start a business right now? Ultimately, it's entirely up to you. It's going to depend to a large extent on your circumstances and your appetite for risk. And only you know that. You may have bills to pay, kids to support, elderly parents to take care of. So I'm not going to come in all guns blazing and say, yeah, quit your job and start a business, baby. But here's what I will say. Now is as good a time as any, and in some ways better than when the economy is booming, if you know what you're doing. Now, why do I say that? Let me tell you a story. Once upon a time, in 2010, in the height of the recession post the global financial crash, I decided to start a business. With my business partner, Mark, who also happens to be one of my best friends, we started what is now one of London's leading communications agencies. But at the time, everybody, and I do mean everybody, my dad, his parents, our friends, my former boss, Everybody told us we were insane, leaving behind steady, stable, well-paid jobs to start a business in the middle of the world's worst recession. Here's what we did. Started the business anyway, and then reminded ourselves of one very important fact. If you can make your business work in the midst of a global economic meltdown, then you have a pretty good model that when the economy picks back up again, is likely to lead to massive growth in your business. And if it all goes horribly wrong and your business fails, well, you can blame it on the recession. That was what Mark and I told ourselves as we started our last business. And we took that business to a very profitable seven figures inside of 12 months. So my advice at this point, make your decisions based on hope 
not on fear, but exercise an appropriate amount of caution. Going back to those bills, kids, parents, and the rest of it, I advise all of my clients to have at least three months of cash reserves in their business. When you're starting out, you want to have at least six months of personal cash reserves, or you need to preserve your baseline income in some way. Work out the minimum you need and either set that aside in reserves or explore part-time freelance work to cover those expenses until your business can sustain you. And don't listen to all the new age numpties who will tell you that if you're not all in, the universe won't back you. Complete nonsense. I am a soulful pragmatist. I believe in connecting with your intuition, the power of visualisation and the importance of our inner wisdom. I also believe in having a plan. Okay, so you've decided to do it or maybe you already have and you're listening to this episode in the hope I'm going to tell you that you're not mad. You're not. Relax. The question now is, how are you going to make sure that this business grows and doesn't go under? There are hundreds, probably thousands actually, of articles, research papers and analyst reports on how to survive a recession. Go ahead, Google it. But I don't want you to simply survive. Let's aim for thriving, shall we? Here are my three tips based on surviving and thriving through two major recessions. Tip number one, take advice from someone who has done it before. Get yourself a mentor, a coach, a trainer, someone who can advise you as you set out on this journey. Now, there's a really famous expression that opinions are like noses. Everyone has one and most of them stink. Your uncle's mate from down the pub may have an opinion about your business, about the likelihood of you succeeding, and he's entitled to that opinion. But if he's not a small business owner or a successful entrepreneur, and preferably in the similar field to you, then don't elevate his opinion to advice that you have to follow. Instead, find someone who's done what you are trying to do and has succeeded, someone who has walked this path and knows the shortcuts and the bear traps, someone whose advice is informed by, well, something a little more than my mate Dave down the pub. Tip number two, invest in research, training and marketing. In other words, invest in the future. Now, That might sound a little self-serving coming from me, but hear me out on this. There is a really great article in the Harvard Business Review called Roaring Out of Recession. It's based on a survey of companies in the aftermath of the 2008 global financial crash. And the authors explored which companies had died, which had survived, and which had thrived. The companies that not only survived through the recession but actually grew during and after that recession were those that balanced cost control with investing for the future. So get that balance right, invest in research, training and marketing, and you too could not just survive, but thrive during a recession. Still not convinced? Let me tell you some more things. You've heard the expression, hope for the best, prepare for the worst. Well, I don't like it much. I don't like the energy of inviting the worst into my thinking. Besides which, I think the worst is always going to be the thing that you've not actually prepared for. So instead, I say hope for the best, 
and do your research. You see, I'm a fan of research at all times, but in tough economic circumstances, it is even more important. Research what your ideal clients want and need and make sure you are constantly updating that knowledge. Stay closely aligned with and connected to them and use your understanding to inform decisions about your business and your marketing. We're going to talk in a lot of detail in a later episode about understanding your niche, your ideal clients, your people. Look out for that episode when it comes up. And also research your marketplace. Make sure you know who is doing what and how, because more than ever, you're going to want to differentiate yourself. Find the gap, the white space in your market, which means you need to understand it properly, by which I do not mean reading a few articles and asking your mates. Now, as well as understanding what others are doing, whilst you're researching your market, keep your eyes peeled for potential collaborators. People tend to see business and the market as a kind of zero-sum game, right? I win, you lose. Meaning that there's very good research to suggest people are much less likely to collaborate during recessions when the game gets harder to play. But it is precisely in these times that collaboration comes into its own, helping you to reach markets, audiences and clients you might not be able to reach on your own. So invest in research and invest in training. Get really clear about what you need and do not have in terms of skills and experience and invest in filling the gaps. If you can, invest in help. And don't try and do everything yourself. But if you can't, then get the training that you need. And the final item on your investment checklist, invest in marketing. When I left university, it was another recession. It was the height of the recession in the early 90s. And I interviewed for the marketing graduate scheme with a company called Master Foods, which is the company behind Dolmio and Pedigree Pet Food, Melton Mowbray Pork Pies and the Mars Bar. Now, Master Foods was one of the few companies at that time that was not only recruiting at graduate level, but it actually increased their spend on graduate recruitment and on advertising and marketing. And when I asked them why, they told me this, most companies cut their advertising and marketing spend during recessions, which is a big mistake. Firstly, advertising and marketing costs usually go down during a recession. So you can actually get greater impact and reach for less money. And secondly, if fewer people are shouting, you're more likely to be heard and can build your market share much more quickly. So tip number one, take advice from someone who knows what they're talking about. Tip number two, invest in marketing, training and research. Tip number three, Find a community of like-minded people and join it. Being a business owner, especially when you're just starting out, can be a really lonely and isolating path. You need people who get it, who are on the same journey, inspired by the same things. 
In my first business, I had a business partner, Mark, who was and still is one of my closest friends. I looked forward to going to work every day and he and I would spend hours in and out of the office talking about our business, our challenges and what we wanted to do. Now, when I started actually, my friends were incredibly supportive but not many of them understood what I was doing, or in some cases, why I was doing it. In many ways, we no longer spoke the same language. And combined with the physical reality of working alone a lot of the time, the fact that I couldn't really talk to my nearest and dearest about what I was doing was doubly isolating. Luckily, I learned from my experience with Mark And I quickly found and then created a community of people who were also starting online impact businesses. Their support, their camaraderie has been absolutely invaluable to me. So is now the right time to start a business? Well, that depends. But here's the thing. Starting a business at any time is a leap of faith, a triumph of hope and inspiration. It can, as I've said before, be the most fun you will ever have with your clothes on. But make sure you get the right advice, invest in your future and surround yourself with community. And if you're looking for a community of purpose-led entrepreneurs to join, you're very welcome to join mine. You can find the Actually Making a Difference Facebook group on Facebook because you're ready. And it's time to actually make a difference. Thank you for listening to the Actually Making a Difference podcast with me, Sarah Price. Come and join a community of purpose in our free and friendly Actually Making a Difference Facebook group. Because now that you're part of my world, you need never feel alone on this entrepreneurial journey. And you will always be welcome.